everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to seven, 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I think some of you could probably say that intro to me. You probably hear it in your sleep, so I apologize for that. <laughs> I just feel like if there's a new listener, I, you know, you kind of feel like you want to say, well, I got a little bit of cred, so here you go. Here's my, <laughs> here's my uh, claim to fame. <laughs> So here we are today. Um, I'm doing another mentoring moment. I've been doing a lot of those recently because I have felt very strongly that one of my biggest roles is to be what is called a Titus II mom. And what that is, is something that the Bible describes when it describes the duties of an older woman. She is to teach the younger women. So basically to pass on wisdom to you, whatever wisdom I've acquired up to this point. And so that's what I'm doing. That's what these podcasts are. And I realized that I could actually do that in little 20 minute segments rather than 40, 50 or 60 minutes. And so this has been working well for me. I hope it's working well for you. Recently, I've been talking a lot about marriage, but today I want to talk about children and specifically about sibling rivalry. Um, There's a a conference session that I do uh, very frequently at homeschool conferences called Nurturing Sibling Relationships, and it's one of my most popular workshops because I think what happens is a lot of times when we start homeschooling, we we didn't really count on how much time that we would spend breaking up fights or trying to get our kids to even like each other at certain points <laughs> and wondering where we've gone wrong. I have so been there. You can imagine with eight kids in 13 years, right? We had our fair share of conflicts and there were a lot of different personalities in our family and we were a lot of times in a tight space and we were together all the time. And yet that was the place where some amazing things happened, where God really did a great work in my heart and in our kids' hearts. So if you're there right now and you're a little discouraged, hang in there. I think you're going to find today's podcast encouraging. Before I jump into that, I just want to remind you to subscribe to my website, DorindaWilson.com. It's there that you're going to hear all the newest announcements about my new book coming out June 29th called The 4-Hour School Day. So if you subscribe there, you'll be updated regularly um, about incentives and bonuses and things like that. And if you haven't pre-ordered, I would really encourage you to do that because right now uh, and only until June 29th, you get a free devotional included with your purchase. So something you can be reading ahead of time before you get the book. It It's not available anywhere else. I wrote it specifically for uh, to go with this as sort of a companion to the four-hour school day. Um, and there's a lot of helpful, a lot of helpful things in there, some perspectives, some I share some uh, some of my own stories and have a place for questions, things to meditate on and to ponder and to think about um, that I think will help you uh, in your homeschooling journey. 
So the book is not just for people who are homeschooling already. It's for those who are considering it. My husband says it's for people who are at the fence or on the fence or who have already uh, dived in. So uh, I would encourage you to go check that out. You can look at it on my website. It's on the homepage. You can click on it. It'll take you to the Zondervan landing page with all kinds of information and details and a promotional video. And, uh, and that's it. That's all I need to tell you about that. Let's move on to sibling relationships because I know that's why you're really here, right? You want to know, how do I handle this? What do I do with these kids that are bickering all the time? Well, I think the biggest word of encouragement that I want to give you today is to remember that this is normal, okay? And that you haven't failed because your kids are fighting. Um, what you have in front of you is an opportunity, And I know it's hard to believe that. What does Thomas Edison say? What did he say? He said, um, opportunity is missed by most because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. Well, working through sibling relationships and nurturing sibling relationships is work. But I can tell you I'm on the other side of it and it is well worth the time spent. This is a huge part of your kids' education. This is something I talk about in the four-hour school day. It's also something that um, I talk about in my workshop. So if you're at a homeschool conference where I'm speaking, chances are I'll be doing one on that because that seems to be (laughs) a popular topic, and I'd love to have you there. But the bottom line is it's work, and it can feel like an obstacle so much of the time. If you guys would just quit fighting, we could get the schoolwork done and we could move on with our day. But guess what? So much happens in those relationships, in in those. um, These are the first relationships our kids have, right? They're going to learn how to have healthy relationships by what we teach them through sibling relationships, okay? So there's a lot There's a lot that I could talk about, but today I want to focus on the fact that one of the main things we're doing is we are teaching our kids what it looks like to be the body of Christ to each other. And the reason that I want to focus on that is because there's a passage in 1 Timothy that I'm going to go over that I think um, would be super helpful. This is one of many passages in the New Testament that talk about what it looks like to be the body of Christ to each other, right? Paul talks about it all the time. He he says, you know, um, to be gracious, to be kind, to uh, be forgiving, to think of others as better than yourselves. These are this is those are just a few of the many instructions that he gives to um, to the church on how to be the body of Christ to each other. Well, guess what? Those exact same principles can be applied when we're teaching our kids how to have healthy relationships because we are, in essence, one of the things we're teaching them is what it looks like to be the body of Christ to each other. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 5, verses 12 through 18. It says God, um, so basically here, God is describing what it looks like to be the body of Christ to each other. And this passage, like I mentioned before, is just as applicable to family life. Here's what it says. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Now, as I'm reading through that, what's popping out to me is it's it's saying to honor those who are your leaders. The, the scriptures also say to honor your parents. So um, one of our kids' roles at home is to honor us. And here it's saying, honor your leaders who are uh, in the Lord's work. 
Okay, we as parents are going about the Lord's work as we are raising our families for him. And it says they work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. So, so our children need to honor us as their parents. Then he goes on to say, show them, talking about uh, the leaders, show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Okay. Then he goes on to talk about brothers and sisters. We urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak and be patient with everyone. Can you see how that fits into the sibling relationships, see to it that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So we're teaching our kids biblical principles through sibling relationships. What I love about this is if we just even focused on just this passage and went back to it over and over again as we were teaching our kids how to have healthy relationships and how to treat each other, this would be enough right here. But there's more. There's a lot more. (laughs) What does that commercial say? But wait, there's more. In other chapters in the New Testament, there's more. But focusing on this today, think about this. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. So when a sibling sees another sibling not doing their jobs and knows that they're going to get in trouble and they go up to them and they don't, they don't, you know, uh, yell at them or get mad at them. They look at them and they say, listen, I don't want you to get in trouble. Um, you're supposed to be doing what, you know, what mom said to do. You're supposed to be doing your jobs. I really don't want you to get in trouble. So, you know, can you go ahead and get, get going, you know? So when we're teaching, you see the difference there? That right there was just a, a principle put into action. That's when the the child who is giving the instruction and and warning the other child is doing it in their best interest. So with a heart that is oriented toward them. And so as we look at this passage as a whole, um, that is one of the two main principles that's brought out in this passage, to have a heart of love toward each other, having the other's best interest in mind. You know, I don't want you to get in trouble. So please just go ahead and do your chores, you know? And so the second, the second main principle in this passage is to spur one another on to love and good works. So that's what we're, that's what we want our kids to have a heart for. Now it was very interesting because last Sunday in church, um, our pastor was talking, uh, some from this particular passage and I had to laugh. He wasn't talking about sibling relationships as he was talking about. He was actually talking about pride. But what made me laugh is that he gave the actual like deeper meaning of the word spur. So we've got this passage that says to um, that I just mentioned about spurring one another on to love and good works. And I'm trying to remember um Okay, that's not in that particular passage that I just shared, but it's de- very much related. Um, the passage that he talked about, I think, was uh, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. So we are stirring uh, one another or spurring one another on to love and good works. Now, get this, you guys. What it really means is incite and irritate one another toward love and good works. Now, obviously, that isn't with a... Um, a 
a heart that isn't in the right place. It's with a heart that loves the other person and is oriented toward their best. But let's face it, we don't Pride keeps us, right, and our children from being willing to take instruction, right? So that child who's being lazy may respond to that person who has a good heart towards them, that that sibling that has a good heart towards them and doesn't want them to get in trouble. And you may say something like, mind your own business, right? So what's happened there is even though the person said it in all the right with all the right heart and all the right motivation pride kept the other child from responding biblically and from responding with a humble heart so so instead of responding humbly and saying you're right i need to go ahead and do this thank you for the reminder they get mad and they get irritated so as i was thinking about those words incite and irritate one another i thought boy there is a lot of inciting and a lot of irritating that goes on in sibling relationships but what this says to me is that all of that can work out to teach our kids it can become an opportunity to teach our kids um toward love and good works and to encourage them to do that amongst each other. So all of a sudden, the inciting and the irritating becomes an opportunity instead of an obstacle. And I think that's one thing I really want to encourage you in, that is to, as much as it takes time, as it's worth it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. As a mom who's this many years down the road, I can tell you it is absolutely worth it to take the time to help encourage our kids to live at peace with each other. Confession needs to happen. Repentance needs to happen. We need to, they need to learn to apologize properly. Okay, so sorry is not an apology. I'm sorry for specifically what they did. And I remember... Um, Two of our daughters would argue. Oh, they argued a lot. Um, they were very, very, very different. And we were working through figuring out how how they could have a healthier relationship. And I remember uh, one said to me, she says sorry, but I need her to say what she's sorry for because I'm not sure she actually knows. And that's part of that communication and part of having a healthy relationship is when we have wronged someone that we understand what it is that we did. We name it. We name that sin. That is so important. It's so easy to gloss over it. That's what pride wants to do. But we need to incite and irritate our kids a little bit uh, in the direction of apologizing properly and naming their sin. And we need to set the example as well. I, I have sinned against my children and I still do sometimes. And I have to go back to them and say, look, I am sorry for my pride. I'm sorry, I was being totally self-centered and I wasn't thinking about you. And so it's important that um, we name our sins and that our kids name their sins. But my point of this whole thing, this whole topic is just to encourage you that sibling conflict creates opportunity. And we have to understand that, you know, we incite, inciting and irritating happens but the work that actually needs to go on in our children's hearts is the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will use us because of our God-ordained roles to help our children, to help spur them on to love and good work. So we have to ask the Lord, God, how do I encourage this child 
toward love and good works? What is the best way that I can um, do that? Will you help me? And then the Holy Spirit needs to give us wisdom. We need to walk in obedience and we need to pray that that the Holy Spirit would work in our children's hearts because that the at the end of the day, it is his work. We can do all the inciting and irritating that we want. It won't make a hill of beans difference if God isn't working. Okay? So we need to pray and ask God to be working in the hearts of our kids. And likewise, when there's inciting and irritating going on, Look at that as a flag that maybe God is actually doing a work in our kids' hearts and it's one we need to address. I remember getting up in the morning as the kids were growing up, the only thing that wasn't overwhelming, the only like way of thinking for me was to say, God, you're the one doing the work here in each of these kids' lives. So Show me where you're working and help me to join with what you're already doing. So when a child is getting irritated and um, or provoking or, you know, there's something negative going on, think about it as a work that God might be doing or want to do in that child's life, right? So we're blanketing all of this in prayer, consistently lifting our kids and their relationships with each other up in prayer. Because again, unless God does the work in their hearts, it's pointless, right? We start by working on behavior because they do need to know what is right and wrong. But ultimately, we want them to own their relationships with each other. And remember, we are looking for improvement, not perfection. So we need to rejoice in every little bit of progress because, like I said before, God is always working. We need to ask him to give us a clearer perspective and um, and to show us where he's working so that we can cooperate with what he's doing in our kids' hearts. So we're walking in step with him and his work. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the reminder today that these sibling relationships are important and that you have a work you want to do in the midst of them. Help us to be found faithful, God, to navigate and walk through those wisely, to pause and pray even before we address the issues so that we are following your lead and cooperating with the work that you're already doing in the hearts of our kids. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.